The peace of our Lord be with you. Last Sunday, our congregation adopted the 2016 Northminster budget, which means that the 2016 pledge cards went in the mail this week, which means that, yes, today is the day we all look forward to all year, every year, Sunday of the eagerly awaited, highly anticipated annual stewardship sermon. <clears throat> this year, as stewardship sermon Sunday began to draw near, I found myself wondering what the most unvarnished, unnuanced, specific, and careful speech of which we are capable might both allow and require a stewardship sermon to say and not say about money and the church. Because we are a church, Careful speech about stewardship leaves us somewhat limited in what we can say. Unlike businesses, but also even unlike other nonprofit institutions, the church is bound by the spirit of Jesus which means that when it comes to talking about money, there are real restraints on what we can say and how we can say it. If you think about it, it's actually a bit of a dilemma. On the one hand, we have a large institutional life which makes a real and wonderful gospel difference in our lives, in our city, and in the wider world. A large and far-reaching institutional life, which takes nearly $2 million a year year after year after year to sustain and maintain. On the other hand, because we have all read the four Gospels over and over and over again, we know that the Jesus of the Gospels, the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, may not exactly share our middle-class American assumptions and expectations about church facilities, programs, salaries, and activities. So, it's a bit of a dilemma. Ironically enough, 
both despite the fact that we are the church of Jesus Christ and because of the fact that we are the church of Jesus Christ, we have to be very careful about how we recruit and enlist and use Jesus in our stewardship sermons. Plus, we have to be careful about what we say about the blessings which come to those who give, or we will too easily take a gospel which has called us to deny ourselves and turn it into a religious version of consumer capitalism. The more money you give God, the more blessings God gives you. We don't get to say that in our stewardship sermons. Not to mention the fact that careful speech won't let us use fear or guilt to motivate people to give because we know better. We know that how much God loves us and cares for us is not contingent upon how much or how often we give money to the church. Careful speech is such a problem <laughs> in every area of life, especially this one. Those are some of the things which careful speech, the most meticulously, rigorously careful speech of which we are capable, requires us and allows us to say, along with one more thing, which is thank you. Careful speech about stewardship requires the church every now and then to just stop and say thank you. I do not know what anyone gives at Northminster other than Marcia and myself, but I know that many of you, perhaps all of you, must be giving as much as you can. We all give from vastly different sums of available resources, but many of you, perhaps all of you, must be doing all that you can to sustain all of this year after year after year. So for all you give to support the life and work of this church, thank you. You don't have to give, but you do. And you must be doing it with great generosity. Motivated by nothing but a deep sense of gratitude and love for the work of this church within and beyond these walls. One Sunday morning back in September, I was sitting on one of those benches out in the courtyard waiting for the beginning of the worship service when uh, at about 10.27, young Roger Stribling, whose permission I have to tell this story, came sprinting across the courtyard headed for the church office on an emergency run to the peppermint jar. <laughs> at roughly 10.28, 
Roger sprinted back through the courtyard toward the sanctuary, newly acquired peppermint safely in hand. Just before he disappeared through the courtyard doors to weave his way through a narthex full of choir robes and ushers, I called out, hey Roger, thanks for being here today. To which he responded over his shoulder without so much as breaking stride as he raced to beat the bells. No problem. I like being here. I'm with Roger. I like being here too. And I imagine that most of you would say the same. We like being here. Not because Northminster is perfect. It isn't. And not because we always get everything right. We don't. We like being here. Because though we sometimes fail at it, we all know that our church does always strive to be serious about theological truth and clear thinking and gospel ministry within these walls and beyond these walls. We like being here because this is where we find rest for our weariness, strength for our struggles, and comfort for our sorrow. We like being here because in the words of this morning's epistle lesson, sometimes being here even provokes us, pushes us, stretches us, bothers us, beckons us, provokes us to live more deeply and love more widely. So of course we want to support the life and work of this church. We wouldn't give less if we could. We would all give more if we could. After all, this is the place that marries and buries people we love dedicates our new babies and baptizes our new believers. This is the place which speaks to us of mercy and judgment, sin and forgiveness, eternity and hope. This is the place which convinces us that we can go through what we did not get to go around. When we are sick, or sad, or dying, it will be these people and this place that will hold us close, see us through, and walk us home. That's why we like being here. And that's why we all want to give all we can to support the life and work 
of this less than perfect, more than wonderful church. And if we all give what we reasonably can, then we will all have given what we actually should, which is the most unnuanced, unvarnished, specific, careful speech of which I'm capable at least when it comes to money in the church. Amen. As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of response.